Hello, hello, hello again. Hello, hello, hello. We are still diamonds. I'm Shell. And I'm Kat. And we're back. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, we're going to start with a quote. Yeah. Tell you a little bit about our talk. No relationship is all sunshine, but two people can share one umbrella and survive the storm together. Two people can share an umbrella. Under my umbrella. Uh-uh, Rihanna. So anyway, <laughs> that brings us to our topic of today. We're going to do a drum roll. It I'm is. Sorry, I was ready. <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. I'm sorry. It's girl. It's still, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. So I guess today we're talking about relationships, right? Yes, we are. Relationships. Yes. Um. So I guess starting off, we should put out a disclaimer here. We are in no way, shape, or form a therapist. We are not. That is not in our resume, and we don't profess for it to be. However, I will say that we are women who have had our own experiences in regards to relationships, right? Yes, throughout our lives, we've all had experiences with relationships. And so we're just giving our two cents on the subject and take it or leave it. Yep, and right. these are our opinions. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Just remember that. Right? So I guess like a good I guess a good start into this would be, you know, a definition of relationship, right? So relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. Yeah, I, I like that. I was like, well, that, okay, there's the definition right there, right? Right. Um, so in saying that, I think that when we're talking about um, relation, um, relationships, it's uh, beyond um, just, oh, we're going together or whatever. It's how you're relating to one another. Right. Just, you know, any relationship, I guess, generally, because, you know, there's all types of relationships nowadays. There are several. Yes. Several relationships, and, uh, which makes this such a broad topic that, you know, I feel like our thoughts are just as valid as the next because of that, because it's so broad. Right. And, it, and it's that connection between people mm-hmm. that makes up the relationship. So we're, we're right. all looking at connection. So I guess the first, because you don't start off with somebody, right? You start off by yourself. So um, I guess the first um, thing we should delve into is being single, singleness, right? Right. And um, I can say that for me, um, I, I will personally speak on this myself. There was a period of time, I think about five years uh after my first relationship that went a whole different way I'm not even gonna get into that right now but I was um, single for five years after that like didn't talk to nobody didn't want nobody looking at me I didn't want no man to tell me I was pretty like just leave me alone right and um in that five year, 
framework, I would say that I was able to really focus on, you know, Michelle and, you know, what she wanted out of life, focused on my career. Um, really, at that time, I was really in the heavy into the art scene. So I was really, you know, I was uh, working with Tulsa Opera. I was um, just doing a lot of things, holding recitals and things like that, building my, my own space, right? What about, how was it for you, Kat? Would you say, like, how was singleness for you being single? Well, singleness, and I'm going to take it way back, because I remember way, way, way back when kids was in elementary school, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're around, like, seven, eight, you start to think, you start to notice more of the opposite sex. Right. And I remember those days where kids used to be like, oh, that's my boyfriend, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, just innocently enough. And, and like, even sometimes my son or like, you know, his interests right now are like, you know, getting towards like, oh, I have a crush or, you know, just just like exploring what that means. So relationships for me, like go way, way, way back to that day, like elementary school. But as I grew older and I actually had like, you know, my first relationship as like maybe a teenager or even into like my 20s, like, you know, I was in a relationship for, you know, a while with, with one person. And I just remember, like, you know, I, I was still young. I was still determining, like, who I was, who I wanted to be, what li- who I wanted to be in life. Um, things like that. Like, I was so immature. I didn't I didn't know a lot about, like, you know, careers and, and, and children and marriage. And, like, you know, I just knew I wanted a relationship and I eventually wanted marriage. But I didn't know how to, like look into the person um, and determine like what type of person I wanted to be with. So there was a lot of like um, unsureness, I, I guess I would say, when I was um, first in the dating scene and I was single and, you know, I was interested in, in, in boys and men and I just didn't know a lot. I, I can say I was very immature when it comes to relationships. I was maybe like 18, 19 around time where like I had a serious relationship and I was just, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. So I think a lot comes with maturity and growing in life to determine like who you want as your spouse, who you want as your, like the father of your kids, you know, stuff like that. So I think it early in life, my relationships were just very immature and I didn't know what I really wanted. And I thought I wanted things, but ended up not being that the case in most, most times. I definitely think in being single, I was allowed to focus on myself. And so I was, um, that period of time that I mentioned, I was able to really delve into myself and what I wanted to, to do and be and where I wanted to go as far as myself. And I think one of the things I'll say is that I think that being single is such an important part of the development um, and and as far as relationship in relation to, you know, where things lead as far as other people and and where you may eventually end up, which, you know, maybe marriage, you may not want to get married. You know, I don't know. But um, I think it's important to um, that that stage of development uh, is extremely crucial. Like, I think um, singleness, you have to start there. You need to be able to exist in your own company. And I think like, I'll speak for myself, like that period of time, and it probably was even longer than that, to be honest, 
but like that period of time like allowed me to really like enjoy being by myself like i got to a point like it's like hey i am my own bag of skittles <laughs> okay i am my own bag of fun like i enjoyed being alone i enjoyed having my own place i enjoyed having my own spot to retreat to and not having to account or be accountable to anybody i could walk in my house and eat what I wanted and, you know, and, and have, you know what I'm saying, have my me time. I loved being single. I'm not even going to lie. Not, don't get me wrong. I love being a wife, but I loved also being single. I really valued that time. And so for me, that, what that looked like for me, uh, was again, like I got to blossom within, you know, the friendships that I had. I was able to focus again on my career and I just was able to be myself and not have the pressure of, you know, um, of somebody else. Right. And I, I kind of pick up where I left off um, with my relationship. Um, I kind of became single in my early 20s to the point where I wasn't with anyone for um, a few years. I decided that I didn't want to be in a relationship um, and I, I had time to focus on myself. I had time to, during that time, I ended up going back to school. I ended up getting my master's degree. I was 25, I didn't have no significant other. I had my master's degree, my bachelor's degree I already had. Um, I didn't have any kids at the time. You know, I was focusing on me. All my money went to me and whatever uh, needs I needed to pay. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have to worry about, you know, going out on a date or trying to impress anybody. It was just me. I focused on getting my, myself together. I started exercising a little more. I started going for walks. I started to watch what I was eating. I wasn't responsible for anyone like I am now. Um, I, as, I, as you know, I have a son now. So back then it was, it was good. Like I, I found it to be like a good time in my life where I didn't have any responsibilities where it was just cat. I had to focus on cat. And during that time, like I, my, my, I improved myself a lot as far as I lost weight. Um, you know, I had a, a meal plan going on. I would exercise in my, in my room. It was just a good time for me, like during my singleness where I, I would pray about, you know, if like, you know, it's something I wanted was like marriage. That's something that I always wanted. I wanted marriage and kids. So during that time, I focused on getting myself together in my singleness. I would pray. I would read books about just like what I wanted. And I knew deep down inside, you know, God knows the desires that I want. So I know I knew eventually something would happen. I didn't know when, you know, time was ticking. I felt like my, you know, people always talk about your biological clock, that you want to have this by a certain time, by 30, you know, whatnot. And, you know, I was feeling that pressure from like, even my family, like, when are you going to get married? When are you, when are you going to have kids? But like, at the time I was satisfied in my singleness and I knew with that satisfaction, like God was going to provide something even better than I would ever imagine in my life. Um, whether it be like a boyfriend, eventually a husband, a kid, you know, I, I just had to wait. Cause during that time, my singleness, God was preparing me and I was in no way prepared. Like my, I had a whole attitude. Um, I had to change my way of thinking. I think whenever you, you're, you're young, like in your twenties, you develop who you are. 
Um, so my way of thinking changed, like some of the things that I was maybe disgusted by or didn't think I liked, you know, I, I changed that it developed into, you know, the person I am today. Like, I don't think during my early twenties, I was in no way ready for marriage for kids. Like, I think if it would have been like a whole mess, a whole mess, if I would have got married back in the day to like other, another person, like that would have been the wrong thing to do. And I, sometimes I look at my younger self and I laugh because I'm like, why are you thinking like that? Like, that's so young or immature of you to be thinking that way. I will definitely say this for anybody that's out there listening. I will definitely say this. Being single does not mean loneliness. Like, I think we should really, like, just put that out there. I was single, but I was not lonely. Like I am thoroughly enjoyed because I felt complete by myself. I felt whole by myself. I didn't need, you know, any outside validation. So when somebody says, oh, I'm single, don't mistake that for loneliness because that's no further from the truth. You know what I'm saying? You can be single and whole and complete by yourself and not be lonely at all. Like I said, I... Um, that's not to say that you might not have crossed your mind like she was saying about talking about relations or whatever. I'll speak for myself. In that period of time, I was not thinking about somebody else and wanting to be a wife and all of that. I was, that was not my focus at all. My focus was on Michelle. My focus was on Shell, building Shell up. And so, um, I will say what kind of transition, which brings us, you know, into the the whole aspect of dating what changed for me was my 30th birthday so i'm at home i have a cupcake in front of me um with a candle on it and i am drinking a makeshift uh mimosa and it's dark and i'm in the house by myself and my 30th birthday is what changed my mind like prior to that i was like you know i'm all about me i'm cool i'm good But something hit me and it's like, I don't want to go through this life alone. And so my prayer was, and in the midst of this cupcake and makeshift mimosa, uh, my prayer was that God would um, present me to my husband. Not that I would find my husband, that was not the prayer. My prayer was that I would be presented to my husband and that I would know him. Like when I was presented to him, I would know him and that he would be all the things, a protector, a provider, um, a, a, a prayer warrior. He would be all of these things for me and I would know it. And I didn't meet him at, at my 30th birthday, but that was the prayer that I made. And I noticed the shift for me that happened after that prayer was I started dating with the intention of being a wife. Oh, that just gave me shivers. <laughs> I, I, that was really, that, that was a shift for me because prior to that, um, I maybe had the mindset, I didn't really date with that intent. It was just date. I was just seeing what was out there. But after that prayer, after that night, um, and it wasn't right away, but you know, as time went on, I started dating, I started having the intention of being a wife. So I started making sure 
that my that everything was in alignment and I was making sure that I presented myself as a potential wife for or for whenever my king presented himself to me. I wanted him to know me up front and you know how blessings work it just happened that you know short two or three years after that I met my husband but prior to that I would say like that was and I one thing I noticed about in in that space of dating is that the knuckleheads that that originally came at me cat they left me alone like I they did not after that I'm telling you after that prayer like mm -mm, they didn't they I mean not saying a couple didn't get in there but for the most part they they passed me over so what was it like like dating for you before you met your husband how was it like to date well actually for me I didn't quite date much like I had a a long-term relationship when I was in my early 20s after that I didn't date any I I was probably single for like completely single like didn't date anyone Mm -hmm. from the time I was like 20 was he like 24 to I actually got in touch with my husband um and he he actually did find me as well um and and it's a funny story because he kind of like um he wrote me online um and I kind of ignored him Mm -hmm. um he was we were basically talking back and forth online and I was okay with that I didn't want to have any like phone conversations because I'm like not really that type of person I'm a shy person like I don't want to have a phone conversation like what am I going to say that type of thing so eventually he wrote me and he's asking for my phone number and I'm like okay I'm, I'm okay with this online thing we're going to email back and forth or whatnot talk to each other but like actually asking for my phone number and it was an out-of-state phone number so I'm like hmm you say you're you're in Pennsylvania but where are you calling from right where are you calling from <laughs> and he still has that number till this day so he is he is local but anyway so he's asking for our number I ignored that text for, or that email I should say for maybe a week I didn't respond back. It was just like ghosts. I didn't want him to know I was online when I was online. So eventually I, well, I think he sent me his number first and I was afraid to like call the number. I didn't want him to have my number. So eventually I sent him my number and he was the one that initially reach out and call and text and, and that was, the rest was history. Basically we started texting back and forth. We had actual phone conversations that lasted for hours. And I I will say it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, dating wise, we'll delve, we'll get a little bit further into, you know, the whole marriage thing later. But I will say when you're dating, I think it is important to know why you're dating. Um, what you expect out of what are your expectations as far as dating um like I said like we spoke like our intentions were to be wise like we you know that so 100%. we so we had that intention already and so I think like and I think it's important for you to know what your intentions are you know what I'm saying not, not everybody wants to be a wife or a husband or you know whatever so i mean that's total totally your discretion but i think that it is important to know what you're looking for so that you don't get hit blindsided because it will save you a lot of knuckleheads in the time in the meantime for sure I, i definitely will say that prior to getting married and all of that like my the dating history my track record (laughs) was rough 
okay? Um, you say you didn't date a lot, but I will say that I had, you know, I mingled. I definitely, um, nothing ever came of any of them, but I definitely dated and was disappointed at every turn. So um, I definitely think you should know, have your intentions and know what you're looking for. How right. would you say? definitely know what you're looking for and and the reason why I, I didn't date is because like I think I knew like I wanted marriage and you you can mess out of the 10 or like even shorter than that like you can understand like who a person is just Ooh. by having a conversation with them in a conversation I agree right so like a lot of people were like cut off from the get-go so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not even want to waste my time on this like I'm, I'm an educated black woman you know, I have goals in life. I want to, you know, be something. I have a, a serious job. Like, I can't go out with somebody who's, like, smoking or drinking, you know, mm-hmm. all Ill- illegal drugs. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of something. But, like, um, I, I can't be seen with somebody like that. Somebody who's not going anywhere in life. Like, you have to have equally yoked is what they call it. Like, you have to be like-minded. You have to have goals. Like, yes. You have to be yoked equally. That is so true. So when I found my husband and he he's such a go-getter. He's like a he's a business person. He he doesn't sit down, y'all. He he keeps thinking like he keeps going and going and like an energizer money. Like he's very <laughs> like, business minded. Right, <laughs> right. And he's not all for family. So it's not like he's just off doing whatever. He's doing it for the purpose of supporting his family. Right. So like when I found him, like that's who God had for me. And he was like minded as me. Like he wanted kids. Like, we had a, a, a kid, like, one year after we got married. So, like, I was like, okay, this is the type of person I want. Like, I want to see my kids. Like, I want to see my kids, too, you know? Yeah. So, that's part of the reason why I wasn't, like, into into dating. Because, like, you know, you can entertain people. But, like, it, you, you can know from the beginning, like, if they're not going to be that one for you. Yeah. So. I completely agree with the whole equally yoked. And I will say this. And this is a piece of advice that I wish that I had... Um, held on to a little harder than I did um, it was from my uncle and my uncle always told me he was like don't date someone that has less than you and I think he would and I look at it now at 35 um, I man I should have listened to that because um, I know in my track record I dated people that didn't have much to lose and I had a lot to lose, you know, and especially like at the time when I was really building um, up my reputation as a vocalist and um, as an aspiring opera singer and all that good jazz, like I was getting out there and like this, I was building this reputation for myself. And so it mattered who was who I was around. It mattered it who, does. who I was linked up with and I again because some people get out there and act a fool act I'm just a saying fool, they y'all. act a fool listen I can't be around no fools y'all no I'm telling you so that's another piece of advice I could don't give us someone that has less to lose than you because they'll always take more than they should and will give less will give way less and I completely agree with the you know being equally yoked you have to be equal. But I will say on the equal yoke thing, you probably won't even notice that until you have met someone that might may potentially really be what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as far as knowing it in a conversation, yeah, 
I, I've been, I have seriously, I went on a date with this guy one time. <laughs> and we had went on the date. He took me out. We went to, I think it was Red Robin. I think we went out to eat. Mm-hmm. I had already knew. The thing is, don't let your friend set you up on blind dates either. <laughs> don't do it. So I had really? a friend from work that was like, I have this friend that I think you might really be cool with or whatever. I gave him a shot. We went out to eat. And his whole conversation turned me off. Like, and it wasn't even, number one, kind of find out I wasn't really physically attracted to him. But I can let that slide because I'm like, well, I'm trying to really meet someone, you know. And so, anyway, we're proceeding through dinner. I think he ordered like a steak. I forgot what I had. But anyway, we're sitting there eating. And one minute I'm thinking, okay, he's asking me some decent questions. Within a period of five minutes, that whole conversation turned left. And next thing he's asking me is, oh, you're not a freak or you a freak. All of these things, I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't present myself to you that way. Mm. So already then it was like, it was a wrap. It was done, done, well done. And so, <laughs> like Nealis, so you know, so I say all this thing, you know, within a few, you can pick that up off of conversation. Yes, you, you know sure what I'm can. saying. If, if you're really paying attention, if you really know what your intentions are, you you can hear that in a conversation. You know where, whether that's where that's going to go. You know what I'm saying. Which you know, again, I will say like brings us you, you date in a while, or whatever. You say you meet that one that you think is going to be it, right? Or you got good potential, right? I will say when I met my husband, I'm be honest, I didn't think we were even going to click. Like, the date was so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Our date, our first date was so quiet. He didn't really talk. I didn't really talk. I'm sitting here thinking that he maybe is, we're not really feeling each other. And the whole time, he keeps checking his phone. (laughs) Kind of find out it was my brother-in-law that kept texting me. Because they didn't believe he was really on a date. (laughs) So, needless to say, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I had actually, um, a friend of mine, uh, who actually is another part of our family, but a friend of I was going to church with her, and we were singing in the Messiah at the time of this church. Mm-hmm. She was like, I have, she said, um, she used to always say, Oh, you need you need a man to take care of you. Got uh, you need a Nigerian man to take care of you. Okay. All this stuff, right? So I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I, I kept rushing around. I'm like, no, I'm good. I really am good. And every time I saw her, she would keep bringing this up. And then she was like, I have someone for you. And then she told me. And at first, first off, when she told me his nickname, I was like, nah, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, bruh. <laughs> I don't know. He sounded young. He sounded immature. This is perception, okay? So I meet him and I'm like, okay. He said, you know, he calls me actually. He ended up calling me and he's talking to me, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's nice, whatever. And then the next day he calls. And, I think, and then he asked me out. So anyway, that's what led to the first Aww. date. And I'm like, this isn't. So I was like, uh, and I was going to tell her, I was like, well, thanks for trying, you know, but we ain't really, but then something 
flipped. We ended up back at his house. Not do nothing funny, y'all. I don't want y'all getting the wrong thoughts. But we're sitting there, we're talking. Brother-in-law comes over. And the next three hours, we spent talking about everything. Life in general. What we wanted out of life. What we wanted for ourselves and for our potentials, whatever. Right. And that conversation changed my whole outlook about that whole day. Wow. And then we were dating. And look at your smile, much. girl. Yeah. You still smiling about it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, but that was, you know... So then, of course, what happens is we end up dating and, of course, we end up getting engaged. <laughs> so brings me to the next thing, which was what I was going to ask you. Do you think that dating, um, excuse me, not dating, but um, being engaged, do you consider it still being single? I would say yes, until those vows are taken at the altar, I would consider it being single because an engagement can still be breaking up, broken off without any repercussions. I said the same thing. So um, anybody who's out there engaged or whatever, congrats. 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 Uh, but you're still single. <laughs> <laughs> you're still single. Until you sign that contract, until you are uh, make that commitment before, you know, God and the pastor or the judge, whatever your you family, do, and your family, you're still single. And the reason we say that is because, um, and you see this all the time, people are engaged for umpteen years. I'm exaggerating, but some people do be engaged for a long time. And you be like, girl, well, y'all just gonna tie the knot. Right. And then some people never do. <laughs> and then they end up calling it off. Right. So um, I'll say one thing I think too is, because I say, that, you know, engage is a beautiful thing. Like, you like, okay, I almost got it in the bag. Mm -hmm. I almost got it in the bag. But the thing is, you're still single. And, yeah, what, what do you see how to say on that? You know? Yeah, you're definitely still single. When you're engaged, you have to wait on the official documents, paperwork that makes it legal. Y'all walking down to the courthouse to fill out that marriage license. You're still, <laughs> you're still single. single. When you get to the your ceremony, you're walking down the aisle, you're still, still single. single. <laughs> when you say those vows, then you marry. That's when you marry. you in a relationship. <laughs> that means you got to do a lot more to get out of that relationship. But right. like, I would just say, like, enjoy the singleness. Like, yeah. enjoy your singleness. Enjoy the day single. Build yourself up. You know, but again, still know what you're looking for when you're out there. Absolutely. Especially today because everything's instant, right? Right. I mean, you got Instagram. You don't even have to really, you can, they can hit you up in your in right. DMs. You, you get a video I mean? message, video right. chat, whatnot. I mean, all the dating apps out there now. Meet in person. You can be on video. With People somebody. aren't just going to libraries now. You know, right. <laughs> I feel really lucky and blessed that, you know, I had that experience because I'll say when I was dating, I did try the dating apps. Mm -mm. They didn't work for me at all, at all, at all. You hear me? <laughs> um, so I'm actually really glad that I got to meet my husband the way I did. But, you know, nowadays, like I said, you don't have to do that and everything's instant. You know, people want it right now. They don't want to really wait for it right you know? and and mine is actually the opposite because me and my husband we 
talked online before we actually met in person and like my family was skeptical shoot I was even skeptical like I didn't know who this person was like he told me his name was so and so which ended up not being his real name his government name I should say uh, so I'm like okay so when I went on my first date with him you know I had to tell somebody I told my parents you know just to be on the lookout like I'm going with this guy we ended up going to the movies we went to the mall like we went in Victoria's Secret he found me all these like colognes and sprays from there we had a good old time and I just remember going back home and we would talk every day every day to the point where my some people around me were noticing and they're like make them miss you make them you know do all this stuff like we would talk every day go out like after he got off of work after I got off work whatnot so like we had quite a an experience like and I can uh, account for the the world where everybody's meeting online because that's where me and my husband first connected and and look here like people didn't think it was gonna last like they thought oh it'll maybe last like a year or two you know the statistics and whatnot but give him that number girl girl we will celebrate our eighth anniversary eight years married and we went online we have one son together and it's still going strong like I right. love my husband I right. love my husband and, you, and don't get me wrong like there are some times where you like want to choke somebody you know you want that's a being a part of though too. That, that's a part of it that's a part of being in a relationship there's going to be some times where you don't like each other there's going to be some times where you want to just you know choke somebody not literally I'm, I'm just playing y'all but like you know there's going to be some of those times but like those are what those times are what builds you up that's what makes you better and yeah they come as quick as they go i couldn't imagine myself with anybody else but my husband and like there were so many haters so many doubters saying oh it's not gonna last but uh, look at us now we we almost eight years in here she goes (laughs) (laughs) i will say being engaged to talking about engagement like one thing i want to talk about as far as engagement is a time frame don't let nobody tell you what time frame or how long you should be engaged or even how long you should date uh, i'll say that we by most standards probably say that we marry quickly yes you know what i'm saying but also i will say this um our husbands are from a different culture you know where you know they are into that whole two three four five ten year <laughs> engagement yeah. thing uh, what i always hear from their culture is why wait right why wait when you know you know that's who you want to marry that's who you want to be with why wait why wait yeah so i mean we are and so i'll say i'm a proponent of don't take forever to get married either you're gonna do it or you're not but right. i mean then again, too, I mean, it also has its drawbacks, I guess, that when you get married quickly, you are still getting to know that person. Right. So. Uh, but you can yeah. grow in love. Grow in love is also something that I hear. Grow in pains, too. Right. Grow in pain, <laughs> grow in love, grow, grow with it all. Like, get to know each other as you grow. Like, that's something that also, like, brings that connection. In the beginning, we were talking about connection. That's what a relationship is. You have to build a connection with someone in order to you know get to know them and you're constantly relating don't think that because you make it to marriage that it just okay it's in the bag we're good we're done it takes a lot it's a lot of work it's a lifetime like and you know sometimes people have different personalities sometimes people have not matured enough to understand you know it's going to take work right so you, you have to you know be at a point in your life where you've taken care of yourself you know yourself you've built yourself up in your singleness to the point where 
when you get married, you're ready for that. Because if you're not mar- ready for marriage when you get to that point in time, you know, it's just going to be a disaster. Right. You're going to think, oh, it's them. Oh, oh, or it's, or it's me. Like when things go wrong, when in reality, you weren't ready. Right. You weren't ready for that. And I will say, because marriage is a commitment, marriage is a contract, a legally binding contract, and not even just from man's perspective it being legal, you're making a covenant between you, that person, and God, or you, that person, Allah, or whoever you, or if you believe in anything. You know what I'm saying? It's a a bonding pact, okay, that is not, it should not easily be broken, you know, um, I think there's a movie called Not Easily Broken. And mm-hmm. I think it's true. Um, the CDC actually is saying that um, that marriages and divorces are unfortunately both on the decline. Well, great thing for divorces um, because people marriage wise is on the decline, but people are waiting to their older to get married, which I think is great. Yeah, I think um, it's wise to, to yeah. wait. Nothing wrong with getting married early. If you know you're ready, if you're ready to have a family. But I think, you know, more people getting married older, definitely. A better... They're more patient with themselves. They're mm-hmm. more... So that I think they're more. You know who you are when you're yeah. older. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I know that. Right. Right. Um, I will say marriage is a beautiful thing. I'm three years, about to be three years in now. Okay. And, you know, um, yeah, my husband makes me smile. So I'm always. I mean, I look crazy with my husband, but I mean, I said that before, like we unashamedly, unashamedly (laughs) are in love with our husbands. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that though, don't take it lightly. Marriage is work. And I feel like it's even, I don't know if you would agree, but I would say it's even more work when you are from two different cultures, two different backgrounds. I agree. It, it, it is more work because you're learning each other. You're learning each other's culture. They didn't grow up the way we grew up. Not at all. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge. Like, you have to learn and understand that and understand that, like, their opinion, the way they grew up, it's not going to be the same way you think. You have to come somewhere in the middle right. in agreement so that you can get along. Like, it's it's not going to be the same. What you expected, like, from the time you were younger, and you know, you know, some people dream of their, their weddings when they were younger, how it's going to be. It may not be that same thing when you get to be, you get to the point where you actually get married, especially when you come from a different culture. You know, right. they have different beliefs, they have different customs, they have different food, they have different, you know, outfits, clothes, like native wear, whatnot. Like our husbands are from completely different places. I have to understand that when I'm raising my kids specifically, that mm-hmm. I'm trying to raise my son the way, you know, I was raised and how, you know, you know, somebody beat my butt when I was little. I'm trying to be his little tail if he do something wrong. But like, even in his culture, you know that that's the same there. But like, it was different too. Back home, they always tell me like they're they're more in my husband's culture that they're into culture more. To into you know their names have meanings right. like things like that. Like my son has a, a, a native name that his father gave him, and like I like that. You know, I'm, I'm incorporating my life with him and also his culture with him and I have to be mindful of that like I can't have it all my way right. and it's not going to be the same and that's okay and when you get to that point and you understand that like that avoids arguments that avoids avoids like even divorce sometimes like you have to come to an agreement and understanding that it's not always going to be you 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 even though they're they may be here in this country um they still have a culture they still have a background so you, when you come to that understanding, 
definitely makes it worth it. Like you say, oh, okay, well, I understand. If you're never going to understand, that, that's when marriages fail, you know? Um, I definitely agree because like she said, our husbands are from a different culture. Um, I don't know why we're, are we hiding that? Like, I think we should kind of just, no. they're Nigerian. They're Nigerian. <laughs> our husbands are Nigerian. We are Niger wives. Right. We are Niger wives. <laughs> we are Niger wives. So. And I'm proud of that. There's nothing wrong Very with much. that. I think there's like a stigma that comes along with like um, Nigerians in America that they're only here for, you know, certain things as far yeah. as like they want their papers, this, that, and the other. And it couldn't be further. I mean, not saying that doesn't happen. It does happen in certain instances. Like that's very right. true. But you just have to be mindful and like use your own judgment with that. Like, like I said, I've been married eight years almost and I have a seven year old son. Like no matter what, like we're going to be connected by my son anyway, but like our marriage is strong. And I think too, and not saying that, you know, I am a proponent of loving who you love from different cultures or whatever. Um, just being mindful that, you know what I'm saying? In a marriage that two people, whether you're from different cultures or not, two people that have that have been different backgrounds, different beliefs, probably maybe, um, different opinions about things are coming oh. together and you are becoming one. But even in becoming one, you are still individuals and those individuals are gonna have differences that you have to compromise on. That is the work of marriage. It's, <laughs> it's work. And, and one thing that you just said that kind of made me think is like different opinions, different opinions. That's the main thing that I think fails a lot of people like as far as in different cultures like you know I don't I, we don't have a lot of arguments with our husbands about it but I can understand like you know somebody is having um a different opinion than their husband that can lead to argument which may lead to you know down the line like people ending a relationship right like you have to be open minded. all over miscommunication half the time exactly. like I'll say like when we first got married a lot of our mis a lot of our communication was miscommunication mm -hmm. and granted like that just takes because again you're still getting to know this person you're still getting to know what they're about who they right. are and vice versa their culture so i mean just be mindful that communicate 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 yeah, uh, and that never ends. Never ends. It doesn't. It never ends. Like you have to communicate. You have to be open. Yeah. Um. So, I guess we're pretty much at the end of this. But again, just to kind of wrap up what we're saying, um, our final thoughts is that you know, marriage. Before you get to marriage, there's a whole road that you should take before you ever get to marriage. And again, to me, like the definitely know yourself by yourself be content by yourself know who you are by yourself mm -hmm. um when you start dating know what you date know why you're dating you know what I'm saying whether that's to have an intention date with intentions whatever those intentions may be and when you get married also know that that is not the end of the road there's work right it is work. work for a lifetime because it's every day you are spending with this person. You're choosing to wake up next to this person. You're choosing to build a life, build whatever you're building with that person. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to always be rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, you know, up and down sometime. And, For sure. Yeah. And it's work. So, yeah, you know. relationships are hard. It requires work. 
between two people, not just one person. Two people have to work together to understand each other. So definitely understand from the, from the very beginning when you learn about relationships in childhood and as you grow into adulthood, teenage years, and your 20s, everything that, that's around you shapes the way you see relationships, whether it's like seeing other people like your grandparents, your parents that are in the relationship, that shapes you. So definitely have to work in relationships. Um, again, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks so much. If you want to let us know your thoughts, you can always shoot us an email at stilldiamondspodcast.gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram at Still Diamonds Podcast. Also on Facebook by the same Still Diamonds Podcast. Um, also, my personal Instagram is number two love more M O O R E, and mine is Soprano Love Twenty Eight. Um, and again, I guess I'll leave you with this quote. It's from Paulo Coelho from The Alchemist. It says, "So I love you." Because the entire universe conspired to help me find you. Thanks See ya. again for watching. Bye. Bye now. Hey guys, be sure and check out Steel Diamonds Podcast on these social platforms Google, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public, as well as Spotify. Thank you for joining.